folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Bet of the Willie's your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Welcome aboard. We are going to have a great show for you. Michael Rodnan out sick, listening while laying down. At least it's not COVID. Did a quick test and it's negative. Let's all have and send some positive affirmation. You know, we're family here, guys. Send a positive affirmation to Brother Michael Rodnan. Let's hope that he gets over maybe a 24 hour bug or something rather quickly. ABQ, thanks for checking. Scratchy, scratchy. Okay, let's see. Tell me if that is any better. Thank you for informing me. Some, you know, I need to be informed. I'm not wearing a suit today or my today, so let's see if I can fix that. And when I get it fixed, let me know if the scratchiness goes away. All right. Did it go away? Did it go away? Did it go away? Mic issue, no sound, static. Did it go away? Is it still staticky, folks? Is it still staticky or is it any better? Uh, sounds good now. Great. Excelente mundo. Excelente mundo. Okay. Uh, oh, that's what it was. The mic rubbing against it. Okay. Uh, I think I think you guys said it's okay now, right? I can still dance around and get, keep my antics without doing anything? Yeah, good job. Okay, great, guys. Love you all. All right. Bridge MCP says, hey, PDR peeps, Alistair Waters. She is here early. Hi, everyone. She says, get well soon, Michael Rodney. She also says, I says, we are family, folks. E2247 says, hello. E2247. always get that number wrong. Welcome aboard E2247. He says, hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever visit as usual. Oh, man, you, 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 uh, E2247, you always put a smile on my face. Sir, I think you're a sir. Let me know if, I'm, if I got the gender wrong. Who knows? Who cares, right? Okay, uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Paul Fleming says, since Trump, the Republican seems to go big on embarrassing themselves. As a person of color that was in the corporate world, I knew that I was going to be scrutinized to no end, but keep my cool to show the fools that I'm more than they could comprehend. Brother, why did you have to say that? My new book is going to have all the tribulations that I've had, not only here in the United States, but even in China. As I flew to China, I'm going to tell you a quick story that I'm putting in the book. Because that, and sorry guys for digressing, but when Brother Fleming has this to say, he brings back a lot of memories, right? Uh, you guys know I'm a software engineer, mechanical engineer, all that kind of stuff. I work for corporate America, I work for the big oil companies, the big oil service companies, for a, few, for a very short time before I did my own. But there was this particular product that I uh, helped design in uh, called TDS, not, not TDS 11 was the other one. PDP, the PD, uh, sis, ah, I forgot the name of it now. Anyway, it was for a company called, uh, uh, what was the company that I worked for? Anyway, it was one of the shell companies, I believe. And um, so they got... Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act... That sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Got purchased by the company, a company in China. It turns out that company in China was looking for a company in the United States to build an oil wig dresser atlas. That was the company to build an oil well logging machine, that computer system, right? You drop a tool in a well and you're pulling the tool and that tool is going to send out radiation to the different parts of the well to say where there's hydrocarbons, all that good stuff. And I wrote what's called the idle loop of that particular thing, which was that thing that exchange, go to job one, go to job two, pick the data up here, blow the hole there, that sort of thing, right? And we formed a company well, before we even formed the company. And I got to tell you guys this because people would look at what Paul Fleming had to say and think, there we go again, playing the card. But it's not so. The first thing that happened is I worked for, beforehand, worked for a company called NL Industries. And this uh, friend of mine who worked there, God rest his soul now, he needed a software guy to do the software. And this guy wanted to 
to for us to go ahead and work under his domain. So we decided, okay, I'll work with him. I was at NASA then, and I said I'll work with him, and I'll you know we'll go ahead and work for this guy because it was a startup, all that good stuff. And the guy comes and he said, oh, I tell you what, about salaries, and this is back in the late '80s, and he said I will give Jerry, that's the white guy. $60,000. Egberto, you got 40000 This was back in like 80, early 80s. I mean, middle 80s, right? Actually, 89, I think it was. 88, 89. And it was funny because at NASA, number one, I was making more than that then. And not only that, I was making more than Jerry at NASA, right? Jerry was about 20 years older than me. And it was funny because exactly as Paul just said, the thing, the preconceived notions that one has and, and the way you're judged and so forth, it's, it, is, it can be demoralizing. In my case, I wrote a tweet yesterday on, <laughs> because after watching the drilling, and you know, a lot of people saw it as a drilling, but after watching the drilling from, uh, from that, that uh, Jackson took, I just couldn't take it anymore. And you know, I, just, I, I just wrote a tweet down and on that tweet, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to say it right because it's important. And I'm, I'm sorry for boring you with this, but I ask you to give me some latitude here because this stuff, if you, it, 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 it really hurts. And if, if you listen to what Paul Fleming says, having to do things differently, it does, whether people want to accept it, a lot of times we just play strong and all of that. We don't care about it and... We just go on with life. But it actually, actually does hurt that you have to constantly be on your game. But um, So I'm glad that, that Paul went ahead and put that out there. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for the tweet right now. I really want to find it because I want to, I want to say what I said in the, in the tweet real badly. Because I think it needs to be said here. Because a lot of folks are going to say, oh, he's always playing. There he goes again. He's playing the race card. No, he's not. He's just playing the real card. The things that happen, the things that over and over and over again, you just have to live through. Um, all right, let's see if I find it here. Let's see if I find it here. Let's see. If, come on, I find all the other tweets and except the one that I want. Except the one that I want. I can't find the tweet. Anyway, here's what I said in the tweet. I said, I am very happy for my mother my father, my Panamanian village that I grew up in, and the local village that I've created. Because I've sent all those realities, what I went through in life, in corporate America, and in my, in, in my own business, uh, would have been very, very hard to get through, especially in the profession that I'm in. And for those of you who are software engineers, in corporate America, going out on your own, you'll understand what I'm saying. But anyway, that was a start. He said, um, Egberto, I'll give Jerry 60, you'll get 40. But I wasn't the only thing. Okay, so we, we went ahead and said, hell no, that's not how it's going to work. So Jerry, myself, and a guy from Taiwan formed a company called uh, PWL. It stand, stood for Pace Willie's Low. Three, a, a white guy, black guy, Asian guy. So now it's time to go to China. So we have to go to China for two weeks to talk to all the engineers to develop this particular product, right? And we're, we're off to China. And we go to China, and I am, when we get onto the big tables with all the engineers or whatever, I am completely disregarded. You know, they're, they're, the image that America has placed on people who look like me, complete disregarding. Even the Taiwanese guy, he was in China, of course, but the Taiwanese partner, he was a physicist. I was the, 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 the designing the software, and Jerry was designing the hardware. And it was funny because even the Chinese guy, the Taiwanese guy, he got tacit support. But Jerry was treated like a king, completely like a king, right? Again, it's how the world sees the world. And we were there now talking, talking, and I didn't know that these, this company bought Dresser Atlas's, uh, can't remember the name of the thing, P PDS11, something like that. I didn't know that they bought it. So when they bought it, I'm like, really? 
I worked for that company. And they're like, oh, really cool. All right, nice, nice, nice. You know, that's how they did. And I said, yeah. And, and you know, they brought a whole bunch of code. The code is this big because what we had to do with this new system that we had, it was a very new modern system. And they wanted us to know that they wanted to do better than what the Dresser Atlas system did. And I said, oh, I worked on that. And they're like, you know, that, that look that you're like, oh, yeah, sure you did. Uh -huh, right, right. So I said, um, I actually wrote the idle loop. The idle loop was that part of the software. It's a huge piece of software that goes ahead and take data from everything, put it together, all that kind of stuff, right? And one of the engineers ran into the room. I, from then, I was the king. I was Mr. Willies. Mr. Willies. And everything they had to ask about software. Ask, that's how I learned about Askima. Askima is software in Mandarin, right? Uh, so that, that you'd have all the engineers asking. Ask, all I heard was Askima. Askima, the translator, would come and started talking to, uh, to me. And they exclusively left Jerry. And I was the team guy from this new company at that point because they saw major corporation and they had in-house the author of a piece of the software that they spent millions to buy from a United States corporation. And it, 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 when what Fleming just said makes sense, you have to... Jerry went there and it was assumed that Jerry was the person who did all this engineering and all that sort of stuff, right? I was the one placed on the back burner. But I was the one designing the system, the, the entire software system, which is what, you know, the hard, most of the hardware was off the shelf. The bond tools that go into the well came from other places. And it took having to prove yourself over and over and over again. Miss Jackson, Miss Jackson is more qualified than just about every single person on the Supreme Court, given her education, given that she has been on both sides of the law as a defender, she has experience, as a prosecutor, she has experience with dealing with prosecutors, and as a judge, district judge, and regional drug judge, she has experience. Something none of them have all in the aggregate. But she, they want to know her, her, L, her LSAT scores. They want to know all these things about her, whether she is qualified. I mean, Amy Barrett wasn't asked that. So um, the reason I wanted to spend some extended time on this is because it is common, it is common for when somebody of color just say, well, you know, that only happened because... It is always easy to say, there you go again. Yeah, we know there's discrimination, but everything isn't discrimination, and sometimes it's just politics or whatever. And that's true. You have to be very careful when you call out discrimination. Otherwise, it loses its punch, its value, when it really needs to be called out. But God, the thing about it, it has to be called out so often, especially where professionals come into the fold. Uh, bring a woman, I found out how much more the men were making who worked uh, for me, asked for a raise, and was told I didn't have a family to support. I took that as I was missing a part. So brought the part and told my boss. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then, live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. I have got the part now. Give me the raise. He did and took the part. Hey, you know what is so funny about that, Bridge? Um, I talk. I, we talk about this being a race thing, right? But women and I, I get into. You know, my daughter told me that I need to learn how to express it differently because um, I, I, I pointed out that I think sexism is even worse than racism. I mean, sexism is across the board. Black men in the church and elsewhere, sexist. 
white men in the everywhere sexist uh, 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 Asian men sexist I mean sexism goes all over the place and I've always said that you know I, I make it my business I mean even as a board member of Pacifica Network I always tell people when it comes to people of authority now um, I, have, I am actually predisposed to, uh, to delegate uh, you know to first see women that have not been uh, have these positions of power before uh, please if one of you step up and want it it's yours because you're just as qualified as I am or somebody else's is but uh, right now I have no problem if I'm told take the back seat as a male because you're just as qualified as this woman well the woman's gonna get it okay that's just how it needs to be but um, so I, I wrote an article at Daily Coast about that and I got torn up and believe it or not I mostly got torn up by women and to be more specific by black women who told me you know don't 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 say that that well I you know I, I took the beating and I accepted all the information that they said but in my humble opinion I still think it's harder and it's tougher for women and yes there's this issue with white women versus black women or whether what's a grid what's a tapping order etc but let's just look at Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama look I love Barack Obama I'm not particular about Hillary although kind of my love for Barack has kind of been dwindling as I don't see him do the kinds of things that brother Carter did I would have expected him to be doing some of the Carter like things I love Carter brother Carter is is a great great ex-president you know he shows everything that I believe in brother Carter I'm talking about Jimmy Carter now and I would have expected Barack Obama after being a community organizer to be like that but I guess when you get a whole lot of money and you start living the high life that uh you know sometimes it can cloud cloud some of the better things you would want to do sorry for sorry for talking but this was started by brother Fleming man and he, he got me off on this tangent and I thought this is something worth listening to if you guys want me to shut up and just move on to um to, I, I'll do that as well but I these are things that I just wanted to get out after brother Fleming touched the nerve okay I tell you what let me go ahead and start reading some of your text I think it's rather important let's see what we got here being a woman I found out how much more than men uh, I got that one and by the way I t uh, <laughs> it's funny that you said that Breach uh, I met my wife at the job uh, one of my jobs Daniel Industries and um, when I got there you know I was the only the only black engineer there and um, I remember you know when I started to date my wife there which was a short dating before we got married I asked you know I was talking about how much she makes or whatever and I kind of got mad at what I what she made and then she started to find out that a lot of other folks other women that do less than she did on the job were making more than she was and I told my wife you know go ask for raise and see what happens uh, they didn't give her a raise and I said tell them you don't know maybe you don't know what you're gonna do if you don't get a raise anyhow she immediately got a raise but that wasn't the only thing that happened they all knew that her husband was a crazy dude I was a hothead then she didn't only get a raise but they they gave her a raise like two or three times after that they try to cater it slowly and I looked at her and I said you know what they're doing that for they are scared to death that you are gonna sue them after understanding what all the others in your same position or lesser positions were making so that that was another piece I wanted to say okay let's continue what you guys have to say it's your show conservative politicians don't like anyone who doesn't work for the mega rich mega uh, corporations like they do they don't Peggy Lopez says it unequal did I miss anybody I let's see ah Bruce Pollard welcome aboard Rose William welcome aboard Carl Cox welcome aboard Bruce says you are describing how women were treated in Korea chemical plants when I was there years ago man I tell you it's amazing isn't isn't it uh, Bruce how slowly things change right 
Uh, Bru uh, ABQ says, would be nice to have a public defender as a Supreme Court justice. This is someone who knows how the law screws people, and she'll be there. All right, let's see what else we got here. Carcox, I read that already. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, the unqualified Trump judges were never questioned about their qualifications. Amazing, isn't it? ABQ says, Judge Jackson was grilled about LSATs and GPA. She went to Harvard Law. They have standards to get in. And she graduated cum laude, meaning top 10% of graduates. And what's funny is, they could, they could first say, well, she got in because of a quota. Let's say, you know, a lot of people, they fulfill their insecurities of, somebody who doesn't look like them that shouldn't be there, they fulfill that insecurity by saying, mm, yeah, but she got in on a quota, but you can get in on a quota, but you don't get summa cum laude on a quota. That's you. Alistair Waters says, my nads are up higher than any man and will let anyone know I brought my pair to the fight. You go, Alistair Waters. You're my girl, girlfriend. Peggy Lopez says, I cannot figure out if Judge Jackson was so maligned by the right because she's female or if she's black. She has both going against her, so she was truly a target. It's both. It's both. Actually, it's three. Female, black, and progressive. Notice the questions they ask. You go to church, when does life begin? Silly questions like that. Continuing, my dear brothers. E2247 says, Manhattan DA uh, Alvin Bragg stopped seeking an indictment against POTUS 45. Prosecutor Mark uh, Pomeranz quit his job. And he says that he thinks the man is guilty as dog. Breach says, Senator Booker was outstanding. He made me want to cry. But I was glad that he decided he wasn't going to be asking questions. He was going to be there uplifting the moment, which I thought was important. Uh, Ryan Featherstone says, just for your information, Albright was a warmonger. She was. But she was a woman. And if you're going to judge her, make sure to judge her like you judge all the other warmongering men, which are most men who has ever served in the United States government. I don't know, in fact... I can't name you one who has not turned out to be a warmonger after they've joined the executives other than President Carter. Why I love President Carter so much. Did Obama become a warmonger? Obama became the big Obama was better than most in that he knew how to have stealth wars. He blew the hell. He destroyed a lot. We just never knew about it. But he had those drones flying all over the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that, uh, that brother Biden does as well, too. So let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um, I, I, I compartmentalize the goodness in people as I see them. I love Obama because I know his heart and what he wants to do for people in general, all people. The same is true for Biden. But when you get to the presidency, that rules. And unless you have a very strong character and willing to serve one term, you're in trouble. All right. Carl Cox says, Supreme Court judges appointed by conservative politicians work for the same people that conservative judges work for, the mega-rich corporations. Exactamente. Carter is a wonderful human being. And you know what? I don't want to say that you only live long because you're good, because there are a lot of damn good people that die, right? But damn, I remember when I heard Carter fell and hit his head. I mean, I mean, I don't know Carter personally. I, you know, I was always, I always donated to his Habitat for Humanity because he founded that and or was one of the biggest Habitat for Humanity guys. So that was one of my. I gave most of my, my I gave the money to Habitat for Humanity. I just loved that organization. But when I heard he got hurt that time, man, I felt it. You know. Carl Cox, Supreme Court judges appointed by conservative politicians, work the same people. Yeah, I got that. Carter is a wonderful man. Charlie Lindahl. Hey, brother Charlie, how you doing, my man? One of my favorite sayings I heard from a dear friend of mine who is a minority female. A minority woman has to work three times as hard as their white male counterparts to get recognized and respected. Thankfully, that isn't too hard. <laughs> That's tough. That's a tough one. All right, Bridge MCP says... Mm, 
heard that before. All right, E224 versus said Pomerantz suggested that Bragg stopped out of concern about the legal and factual sufficiency of our case and likelihood that a prosecution would succeed. Exactamente. All right, Alistair Waters has agreed that President Carter is an amazing human being. Bridge and Egberto, IBQ says, workers should tell their co-workers how much they make so they can see if their bosses are screwing any of their fellows. And Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. They generally are. They generally are. Robert Davenport. Welcome, Davenport. How are you doing, my friend? Let me know when your station goes hot, Robert. I haven't heard from you. Bridge MCP says it would be nice if we need people could question these yokels on the Senate floor. All right, let's see what else we got here. I'm reading all your stuff before I get into our videos. Conservatives talk the big talk. However, when it comes to sentencing laws for child molesters, they don't want to strengthen the laws for, for porn at all. Blame liberal judges instead. Exactly. Emma Beckers. How are you doing, Emma? Cory Booker is my new personal hero. You know, check him out on, on, on um, t- TikTok. I, I saw him on TikTok today and on... Was it on the TikTok? I think it was on TikTok and I think also on... Instagram. Charlie Lindahl said, Judge Jackson just said, I love Bear. She'd be confirmed in five minutes. Refer- oh, no. She said, I love Bear. They'll call her an alcoholic drunk. <laughs> and then they'll say, disqualified. Remember, two standards. Egberto, I think the lines of culture war that Republicans were pushing were intended to piss Judge Jackson off. They want to see her pull a Kavanaugh, but she's better than all of And you know what? For a minute, I thought she was going to unload on, on um, Graham. And I was like, baby, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And she didn't. <laughs> because she gave that pause. And she, it was that pause that was, like, was going to look like this. Let me. And you could see her doing this in her head. And then it was going to be like, let me. And then she said, thank you. <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh, I, I, that part just got to me. ABQ said, Berto, I think the lines of culture war questions that Republicans were pushing were intended to piss Jackson off. Yes, I read that. Yes, you're right. Deborah Meadows filled out two official forms claiming the couple in the trailer in rural North Carolina, although they actually live in a condo in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia. That's interesting. Uh, you know, every time we see any remnants or any, any, any views on, on voter fraud, it's always on the right. Always on the right. And it's usually very intentional. When they find something on the left, it's somebody who didn't know the law. It's amazing, right? All right, Bridge MCP said Kavanaugh cried, didn't he? Yeah, no judge, ja. <laughs> Mark Meadows is her husband, and he is under investigation in North Carolina for claiming a false residence for purposes of voting, a deception that might constitute voter fraud. It is voter fraud. America dropped from AVK, America dropped. 26,171 bombs in 2016. What a bloody end to the Obama reign. While most of these air attacks were in Syria and Iraq, U.S. bombs also rained down on people in Afghanistan, Libya, Yemen, Somalia, Pakistan. That's seven majority Muslim countries. Does that tell you something? Remember, Obama didn't go out and pick them, right? The military did, and he approved them. Just as bad, right? All right, AVQ says... And the year afterward, Trump raised the 26,000 bombs to 40,000. See what I learned from my peeps? Wow. Lewis Johnson, welcome aboard. If she got in on a quota, her cum laude simply goes to prove its validity. Um, Lewis Jackson, I got to, you know, why are you guys always, you know, why is it that today you guys are making statements that, that mimic things that have happened in my life that I think have merit? for others to see. Lewis Johnson, you just did it again. Let me tell you a story. And this, I, I, and guys, if you don't want to hear my story, just say, brother, shut up and play the video. And I will, and I won't be offended at all. But here's the next story that I want to tell. This one is going to be in my book as well that I'm writing on Amazon. Um, when I got out of college, I got out. First of all, I, I didn't have a stellar uh, GPA or anything like that because I never did homework. 
so a few percentage was off the top. I worked 40 hours a week as I went to school full time and I still got out in three years for um, at UT, okay? Four years if you count Blinn, but I did co-op and all of that in between. Uh, so I got about four offers when I got out of college and I took one in Louisiana to be a, a, a oil field logger. In other words, I stay in a truck with a computer. We throw the tool in the well and pull it out, all that good stuff. So I went the first week and you know, got the job, everything, good money, all that good stuff. Then I was called in after the physical and say, oh, I'm sorry, we can't hire you because I'm hired already, but we can't hire you, right? Because I had a metal rod on my spine. And that metal rod on my spine, that metal rod on my spine was a foot long and they said I would be a hazard out in the field with that, even though I stayed in an air-conditioned truck with a computer. So they let me go. And I'm like, my, I'm like, guys, I turned down three other offers for NL Industries. That was my first job. Three other offers. At Amadol Corporation, there was one in Minnesota, and I don't remember the other places. And Frito-Lay. I remember Frito-Lay... People don't understand the amount of engineering in Frito-Lay. People are like, Burr, you can work for Frito-Lay? I'm like, yeah, man. So what you going to do? Engineer the potato chips? I'm like, no, actually, the machines that run the potato chips are engineering marvels. But anyhow, so, I, um, so I, they, they sent me back to Houston from New Iberia, Louisiana. And they tell me, Egberto, um, I'm sorry, but you can stay on campus. I had nowhere to live. They had all of my, my furniture, the little piece of old junk furniture in storage. I was lost. I was living off of a credit card from Exxon. I was down to the last pennies. They put me up on campus at the NL Industries on North Belt in Houston. And they said, we have, we'll, we'll have you interviewing for positions. And I never forgot. I went to this. Uh, the, I love That's when I realized women, are, first of all, are the best bosses. And women are the most empathetic and understand situations. This woman, I'm not going to call her name because I don't know if I should. Uh, she interviewed me and asked me all about my life in Texas and all of that. And they were looking for a software developer, senior software engineer. The requirement was a master's degree in software engineer, in, 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 in computer science and some other stuff. I had a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. And this woman went ahead and said, you know what? I want you, I had, by the way, I had developed a piece of software for controlling uh, in Fortran, for keeping a ship in uh, Arco ship, and that's another oil company that I don't think exists anymore, keep a, oil com a, a ship position while winds come in and, and, and all the, the waves are coming, all that kind of stuff. That was my thesis at University of Texas, and I did that. And I really thought that was a great thing, and probably why they, even though I didn't qualify for the job from the education standpoint that, they, that she wanted to hire me, so... She went ahead and she liked me. She just liked me. And she hired me. And after she hired me, she said the VP of the division wanted to talk to me. I said, okay, great. So I go into the VP's office and he closed the door behind me. And he, this, this is exactly what he said. He said, Pat loves you. I don't know why. Then he says, uh, she wants to give you a break even though uh, you're really not qualified for the job. Something like that to that effect. I, you know, that's several decades ago, but I don't remember exactly. Even though you're not qualified for the job. I said, okay. And this is the part that scares the holy crap out of me. He looked at me and he pointed at me and he said, I'm going to tell you something. You got six months. And if you don't work out, I don't want to hear a damn thing about affirmative action. And that kind of stuff put a, a stop on me like, wow, you know, because I always hated affirmative action for exactly that reason. Because I always thought anytime people saw me in an engineering job, they thought I was an affirmative action hire. And let me just confess right up front. I was an affirmative action hire. Everywhere you see a black engineer in Texas, that is an affirmative action hire. I'll explain later. But anyhow, she hired me. And I was supposed to develop some... Uh, if, you, if you look at my... Uh, if you look at my... Um, I, what is that called? Uh, you, know, you, you know that thing where you can see person's employment or whatever. You see the kind of jobs that I did there. But anyway, 
I developed this stuff on TDS 11 on the art the, the, the PDF PDF PDP PDP 11 and the job that was supposed to take six months I finished that job in two months and she walked into my office I remember when I completed the project got tested and all of that she came in there and she said you know Egberto, you don't even have to worry about no damn six month probation and all of that stuff you got the job and it's, a, the, it's the longest place I've ever worked, which is two years. I've never stayed at these places long. But, you know, I remember when I was leaving, she cried. And then um, she looked at me and she said, um, when, first of all, she tried to get me to stay. Then, then I told her, no, I just have to leave. And then she said, um, you know why I hired you, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can figure it out. Probably because of the Fortune program that I did that controlled the shift and all of that. Because, you know, I, we did a lot of control for the pieces in there. And she smirked. She said, no, it's because of pizza. I'm like, pizza? So yeah, you, you drove, uh, you, you started out driving for pizza. You, you then became a server in the place. You became a cook in the place. You then managed the place. And you went to school full time. That's the kind of person I wanted working for me. And she cried like a baby. We hugged and she cried like a... Something you would not see about with, with men, right? She cried. And she... But she understood because in the oil industry, she was a... They gave her hell. In fact, she double-crossed me one time. One, I made a mistake on a software app one time. Not my fault at that time. But I understood why she did what she had to do because the pressure that they had her under as a PhD a scientist at that location managing the entire development group. She knew that she was an affirmative action hire too. And she had to be better than anybody else. And the truth is, she had to prove better than me. It is, you know, I, I, you understand these dynamics when you live it. So, when my brother just mentioned that, it just kind of brings, when, when, when uh, Lewis Johnson just brought that up, it just kind of brought back memories as to all the kinds of things that you go through, right? Sorry for, for taking you guys on that tangent, but um, I need it. Uh, you know, you guys open the door. Carl Cox, Democratic Party leadership, didn't like Carter because he wasn't concerned about increasing his personal wealth like Tip O'Neill, and he was not interested in forever wars. In fact, he was the only president under which a war was not fought. Check it out. Brother Carter, I love the guy. All right, Alistair Waters says, Judge Jackson is a cool cucumber. Rose Williams says, the reason the right is fixated so voter fraud is projection. Norman Reynolds says, the softness of the courts on white-collar crimes are not disclosed in the Supreme Court. And they likely cause more deaths. The white-collar crimes, think about the amount of suicides that they cause. Think about the amount of times that people can't get health care because they've stolen the money for themselves. But it's not counted as that kind of crime. We look at the petty thief in a 7-Eleven. Oh, that's the end of the world. And this is just somebody who's a corporatocracy is paying too little. Alistair wanted to hear the story. Okay, thank you for, thank you for saying that. I, today is one of those days when people bring things up. I just wanted it to get it off. So thank you guys for listening as well. Charlie Lindahl, my brother, says, Why are you seeing stories you identify with from your audience? Because we are paying attention and want to make sure the information is out there. Brother, thank you. With respect to your metal stick in your back, tell them to stick. <laughs> that is so funny, brother. That is so funny. Michael Rodney says, Rose, no. The reason the right are fixated on voter fraud is that they know they can't win fair elections on the policies they support and exit. And Carl Cox agrees. Amen. Uh, AVQ says, bet you got the job done in three months. I got it done. In you said three. I didn't even see that note. I got it done in two months, man. Two months. Two months. I was working my butt off. And you know what was the funniest part? This was in PDP 11 assembly language. Not C or, or Fortran or BASIC or any one of those. Lines. It was an assembly language PDP 11 that I had never written before. I went and I learned PDP 11 assembly language. I learned all of that and pow, you know, it was, it was hard work, but I was scared to death. All right. 
Charlotte Lindahl says, all black engineers in Texas are affirmative action. No, I worked at Texas Instruments and both American blacks and Indians minority rights were hired and highly respected. Let me explain what I mean by affirmative action hire because I knew my stuff as well, okay? What I mean by affirmative action hires is that absent affirmative action, they would not have gotten into the door. I got, there's a, a friend of mine who was a journalist at ABC Houston, okay? And he, 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 he you, you can figure, I'm not going to give his name, but you can figure it's a black guy at ABC, they let him go. But he was, he, he, we used to have these drawn out fights. He used to call me a Republican. We used to have all these drawn out fights because I hated affirmative action because I thought everybody who looked at me saw me as an affirmative action hire. I had a chip on my shoulder. And let me tell you what that chip was. That chip made believe that I could be insular as opposed to the collective. You know how I became the collective? We as opposed to I? Realizing that there really have never been an I. Think about this. Even the, the super wealthy capitalists depend on the collective, depend on us all. They can do nothing by themselves. I can do nothing by myself. You can do nothing by yourself. But we have a system that lies to people to believe that we can really be individuals. We cannot be individuals. None of us can be an individual. You can be an individual for so long, and after that it's over. Here's what I mean by uh, Brother Lindahl, by um, we are all affirmative action hires. To get into the door, a name like Egberto Willis, that resume does two things. Absent affirmative action, that name, they don't even know I'm black. All they know is that, that that's a funny name. It may be Spanish. Okay, boop. That doesn't even make it to the interview. And by the way, these, these tests have been done. Were people whose name is like Shamika Jacobs or something like that? Their resume isn't even looked at. These people have started doing things like changing their names to Ashley. I wanted my daughter to be named Egberta. My wife said, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, so, um, so that's what I mean by we're all affirmative action hires. That absent affirmative action, we would not have even gotten into the door. Now you're going to say, well, what happened to those black engineers that were there before? I mean, there's, there are always going to be exceptions. We're always talking in the aggregate. We're always talking in the aggregate. Charlie Lindahl says, so I can say firsthand about TI. I'm proud to say that TI was also one of the first large companies to provide same-sex benefits. Again, again, it all depends on your leadership and, you know, I, I, we don't exist in a vacuum. Fran Urbina Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Fran. Uh, back when I was, this is ABQ, back when I was in college, I never had a side job. I don't know how people work, study, go to classes, and still have a time for life. College is supposed to be the best years of your life. And you know what is so funny? I partied. That's why, my, that's why I wasn't a, like a, 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 an all-A student, because I partied. I worked 40 hours. I, there sometimes I also did co-op. So I was always a no-sleeper, man. Alice Waters says, Charlie, I don't think Egberto is equating affirmative action to lack of respect. No, I, I think I explained that out, Alistair. Uh, many Democrats did little to remind us all that the GOP stacks got us with extremists who are poised to take away our fundamental rights. Exactly, 2247. Charlie Lindahl said, Alistair, I think it is, was implied lack of respect since he was hired. Okay, here it is, Charlie. What I'm saying. Most people, and again, a lot of it... You, I'm, I'm, by, the way, Char, by the way, folks, Charlie and I are buddies. We know each other very well. We can slap each other around without a problem. Um, but Charlie, here's what I'm talking about. You can't judge everybody through your eyes. I try, to, I try to look through other people's eyes so that I can think differently. You're a damn good person from the time I met you. You're a damn good person. That's just who you are. Hell, you're a universalist, all that good stuff. You're a damn good person. And you attempt to judge people through your eyes and how you feel and how you think. You have to judge them through the, in the totality and how they actually talk and how they actually talk, not when around you. Because, because of who you are, Charlie, when people are around you, they know how to be. 
So remember that. Just needed to slap you a bit, Charlie. Robert Davenport. Great pressure for long periods of time. Great diamonds. Yeah, pressure creates good diamonds. Good. Hey, Robert, I like that. You know what? Well, that story is for another time. I need to get away from that for now. But I'm, I have another story on diamonds. Actually, it's on diamonds and very dark-skinned people. But we'll talk about that some other time. Peggy Lopez says, had a friend in Berkeley in the 70s who proudly called himself a token. He claimed he would do his best as a token hire because he's paid well. Not new rhetoric on the right. That's <laughs> funny. Bridge MCP says, oh my God, assembly them. Assembly the core of it all. Charlie Lindahl says, reliving second-hand nostalgia with the PDP-11. And you know, I went on to, uh, I don't know if you guys also remember the Perkin Elmer. The Perkin Elmer was the, OS, the, the, the IBM 360. I also wrote assembly language for the PDP, for the, for the Perkin Elmer, meaning the, the 360. And I wrote a debugger because I could not, I got tired of the patch panel. And I wrote a debugger for it. Tom C. says, Egberto, this is one of your most enlightening programs yet. Thank you. I don't want to bore anybody. That's why I said, if, if, if you guys can tell me to shut up anytime and play the damn video, Egberto, and I will, okay? I will, because you know how I feel. It's your show. Alistair Waters says, you sure about that, Brian Miner? Charlie says, yes, I'm speaking from my perspective for sure, but I still claim that TI is an example of an entire company that had highlighted well, hey, you are the one who worked for them, not me, brother. You're the one who worked for them. E2247 says, Marsha Blackburn showed her own contrast to Jackson's showing a profound understanding of our founding documents and our legal system. When Blackburn tweeted, the Constitution grants us right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not abortions. <laughs> E2247, you always do things to make me laugh. Okay. I'm going to do my ask now, then I'm going to play one video. I had several videos. And you know what video I'm going to play? I'm going to play the video with the cop that I did after we did the interview because I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm going to play that one. But beforehand, I want to ask, I'm going to play my thing asking you guys to please go out there and get my book. And by the way, when that other book, um, the, the other book is coming out in chapters, meaning I'm going to write it at Amazon and you can read it one chapter at a time. So, um, uh, so I'm, I, I haven't, I just started writing the intro, so I hope to have a chapter out pretty soon. But here we go with my book ask. Roberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. Uh, if we are at each other's throats, right. we are less likely to demand our economic it's and local wishes. Seconds. In that light, no, 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 I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, oh, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to right. pill for most hey. as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, how to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I got a lot of issues with, with, with police officers on, on, on the law. I mean, I know you said it's the law and all of that, right? But Yeah, we law. can change the law, but, you know, it's, it's the law and the training that, that some of these situations I hear you know, you. happen. And it's, it's, as I mentioned in my book, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I, I believe life is sacred. Everybody's life is sacred mm -hmm. the whole way through. So every death in the book that I write about, I, I say it's a tragic. It's right. a tragic incident because, you know, I have a friend, he's a sergeant with SAPD and he had to take a life. It was a justified shoot domestic mm -hmm. violence call, saving the life of a woman. And he said for, for weeks, every time he closed his eyes, he could see it. Right. And, and they have issues. So it, it affects, even if it's justified, it affects that person's family. It affects mm -hmm. the cop and his, his or her family. Um, you know, and I, I want to see less of it. I mean, for sure.
uh, and if change if changing the law will, would, I believe have, that, that help that. The problem is there are so I don't want to say so many, but there are those who and we know them. When they stop us, we know them. We know the ones that that almost want to dare you to do something. You know, yeah. we know the and, and we know them. And that's why I said, you know, you're a nice guy. You're, you know, you're probably a nice, good, conservative Texas guy. That's a good <laughs> cop and all of that. You know, I mean, fine. But not all of them are like you. Right. No, I, I know for sure. Um, no. You know, and I think the answer is, is better training, you know, yeah. uh, better pay, because when you pay them better, you're going to get you get better people, more qualified people. And they want to keep the job. They don't want to. <laughs> because you can be, yeah, you can, you can be much more selective at yeah. that point. Um, you know, and, and I understand, I mean, my two of my nieces are, are half black and uh, my wife is a uh, Mexican American. I grew up on the border. So mm-hmm. pretty much three fourths of my friends growing up were, were Mexican American. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I get where all that's coming from. One thing I'll say real quick though, uh, you mentioned, you know, putting your hands on, on the wheel real tightly. What I would, when I, in my uh, political science classes, if I have time, I, I show them the Chris Rock, how not to get your ass beat by the police. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that, that old mm-hmm. skit from it? Because it, it's funny, but it's a lot of it is like dead on, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, it's kind of sad that you have to do that. Um, but I think that would, I think everybody ought to watch the video. Um, Listen, and, I tell you, you can also read my blog. Go to EgbertoRuiz.com and read about the commendation, the one that I that I gave okay. the commendation to the guy because I followed the rules. I mean, I made, you know, the, the, yeah. cop, the cop was actually laughing at me because it's a young <laughs> cop. This guy, I'm an old yeah. man. This guy was probably like 28 years old. And I'm like, yes, sir, holding this stuff. And he says, can I have your license? And I'm like, uh, may I take my right hand go to my back pocket and get my, that's all. And, you know, and, right. and he's was like, give me your license. You know? but I was very methodical in the way I dealt with them. So I drove off and then I drove back around and I said, I said, uh, later on, I said, maybe I shouldn't have drove back, drive back around, but I drove back around. And I said, Hey man, can I take a picture with you? And then he said, uh, it was kind of strange. I'm like, I'm look, no, I'm a KPFT guy and do a radio show and a blogger. I want to take a picture and talk about you. He's like, okay. And then I took it. I'm not sure. It may not have been you, but I remember seeing a picture uh, after a traffic stop of mm-hmm. a black man and, and, and a, a cop, black dude. It may have know, been something me. like that. It, went it may have been. It, I, yeah. You know, it's, it was a while back, but you know, um, one of the things that, that prompted me to write the book is, and just, you know, I've said this on other podcasts, but I didn't get a chance to mention it here is, um, you know, I do believe Black Lives Matter. And I think beyond that, I believe that all Black Lives Matter, whether, you know, they're killed by a police officer, whether they die of cancer, or whether they're shot in gang violence, you know, you look at children getting caught in the crossfire of stuff. And and I, I want the communities to come together as best as possible to protect those kids and to protect the 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 vast, vast, vast majority of African-American men who are law-abiding citizens, right? It, when you look at crime data, even if, even if it is skewed, if you look at crime data, it's a very small percentage mm-hmm. of, of Black men that, that commit any kind of crime, very small. And they're usually between you know, 16 and 25 or somewhere in that age range. Um, and so I think that group definitely, you know, something there needs to, to, to happen so that that's not the case, that less crime is happening and that the relationships between uh, communities of color and the police are better, more positive. Uh, and I think both sides have room to come to move, right? To come together a little bit more and have these kind of you're, Are you a Republican conservative? I, I normally don't ask that, but I'm just curious. So you're a Republican conservative? Uh, yeah, I'm a conservative. I, I don't really identify uh, much with party um, just because. I think most politicians are kind of pieces of shit. <laughs> Let me tell you why I wanted to play that. I wanted to play that for the humanity in, in, in the brother there, right? Because um, 
I thought he was when we were not doing the interview. I thought he was even more introspective, and the, the things that we spoke about. There are a couple of things that I didn't put out there because I didn't want to, but I, I just thought it was a good display of true humanity. And I the reason I then asked about party affiliation is for the audience that I have. Many people who tell me, "Oh, that Republicans are this way, Republicans are that way, etc." I wanted to show that when we are when we are working on a human level, it is amazing how we all are thinking the same. Yes, there are those big time racist, sexist, homophobic, misogynists, right? Yes, that exists, and there are even and all of us have a certain degree of those prejudices as well, right? All of us, all of us. I've told you mine before. But if you can start having that type of conversation, right? If you really want to move from the accusatory phase and wanting this person to definitely pay the price for everything, you know, if you can get around that, you will be surprised what can ultimately happen. And that is one of the things I want to do. Yes, I'm a pompous sometimes whatever, right? But these are the kinds of things that I want ultimately for us to be able to get through. Because like I said, I mean, this guy, I, you know, I, I, deep inside I knew he was a conservative dude, but he's a good dude, you know, really good dude. Anyway, folks, go get the books, please. Get the books, uh, get the books, please, at politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. And for some reason, my chat just closed down. Don't ask me why. So please get the book at politicsdoneright.com slash books. And if you are on YouTube, click that join button. I just lost my, I just lost my access to the chat on one computer. It's on the other one, but I can't reach that one right now. But please consider also going to um, get our. Let me let me see if I can pull it up on another on here because I really want to tell you guys how to contribute to politics than right, right? I mean, we had a good little chat here. Let's see if this one is going to come up or it's going to tell me, hey, better tell you need to log in again. And if it tells me I need to log in again, I'm in trouble. Oh, this one actually worked. Okay. You can get the books at politicsunright.com slash books. You can go ahead and, and support us at politicsunright.com slash PayPal. politicsunright.com slash PayPal. And, or you can support us at politicsunright.com slash Patreon. PayPal is our preferred method, either single contribution or multiple, whichever one you want to do. You can also support our store. We have a lot of good stuff at our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. Please check it out. Or if you want to have that all-encompassing place where you can find out what's the best way to support us, whether it's been Venmo, Zelly, uh, Cash App, any way you want to support Politics and Right, it's right there at politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. It looks like I got to throw that support one back in again. Good evening, Karen Webster. Well, welcome aboard. Okay, let's see if it'll take that. Yes, that did that go, that go, that go. Get in there. It's almost there. Okay. I got to get out of here. It's 501 and I am lagging, but I have to look at another screen so I can salute everybody else. Uh, Robert Davenport, welcome aboard. Thank you for being here. E2247, thank you for having been here and for the great conversation. Carl Cox, of course. Emma Beckers, thank you for the great conversation. Uh, what else has we got here? Carl Cox, who else do I, have I not saluted? If I haven't saluted you, Fran Urbina, welcome aboard. Alistair Waters, uh, Bridge MCP, of course, our, our reigning leader of the, the, of the PDR Posse. Uh, para ver quien más está aquí. Mike Cisek. Oh, Mike, you said something I want to address. I got to get out of here, but I want to address it. All the voter fraud that we've found thus far, all of it has been people supporting Trump. Please go ahead and find real support for voter fraud on the left. You won't find it. Okay? You won't find it. Um, let's see what else we got here. If there's anybody that I, that I miss saluting, uh, please go ahead and drop me a line. Bruce, I think I called you out already. Just drop me a line at the bottom. I'm going to be leaving in one minute. So if you haven't been saluted and you want to be saluted, Alistair Waters, it's here. Okay. All right. So folks, and by the way, for those of you who just purchased stuff at the store, put it on or wear it or drink from it and send me a picture with it. 
And you know what I'll do? I'll do the same thing that I did with Sister Alistair. And check this out, guys. Mira esto. She bought the green cup. She loves green. I guess it was close to what, what that time again? You know? Look, she got it. So, and by the way, that cup was designed by Bridge MCP. Anyway, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.